everyone. This is Brian Maria with Good Dog Workshop, your podcast resource for successfully working with your dog. We'll help you sift through all the wrong and ridiculous information out there. We'll help you understand dogs and how to effectively work with a dog's nature, not against it. In short, we'll teach you how to speak dog. Um, Marina, would you like to describe the dancing you're doing? <laughs> you sure? No, but I'm pretty proud of you for not laughing. Oh, okay. It was more sad than funny. <laughs> That's why it was easy not to laugh. Um, I think I recognized Madonna's Vogue in there at some point. That you, you would have to tell me I was born in 1995. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Way too young. Um, anyway, hey, everyone, uh, we appreciate you uh, you tuning in. Um, We've got a uh, a couple of clients lately that um, have been part of the same theme, so lots to talk about. And we're kind of debating on the on the title of the theme here. I mean the the the, the raw version is elderly people with energetic dogs. I think that maybe that's a, a broad too spectrum. Is uh, clients with physical limitations with that, ener- energetic dogs because it's not just that is our that elderly is, clients. Yeah, that is more that is more specific and more um, more accurate. Um, and and it doesn't make for a very good quality of life for owner or dog. No, it also is a really difficult and interesting title to put online to attract people. People, clients with physical limitations and dogs who we are need too to start energetic for them. No, no, no. This is perfect. This is, <laughs> this this is perfect. Is, yeah, this, this, this is exactly because this is the discussion that we have before we start recording. Right. So that's I want to I wanted to to let our, our listeners know this is what we this is what we do when we're trying to figure out what are we recording? What are we going to call it? Um, but well, yeah. we make a list of our experiences that we want to talk about. Yeah, the, the clients we want to talk about specifically or, or specific, you know, subjects or, or concepts, that, that sort of thing. And so what sparked this podcast, if we're going to really get into depth about that, I called you because I worked an appointment where um, the adult son called us, <laughs> your age, um, to help with his elderly mother's puppy. And she's how old? 89. Right. So definitely a senior citizen. And at the same time as I called you to discuss the aftermath of that appointment, um, you gave me a phone call. Uh, You gave me a client to call back that was almost the exact same. Mm -hmm. Um, Clients who are around your age purchased a puppy for their 90-year-old mother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so let's just, let's start there. Um, adults. Why don't do that. Are you doing that? Yeah. Don't do that. If, if you, if you want a puppy, get yourself a puppy. But uh, let's talk about it because I said, why are, are people doing this? Let, let's talk about why people do this. Cause you had a brilliant answer for that. When okay. I asked you. Okay. Well, you should probably try to remember it. Oh man. That whole memory thing. <laughs> okay. Um, you said, that it was because they either don't have time to visit their parent, they feel guilty they don't have enough time to dedicate to their elderly parent, or they would like a dog in their life but can't really dedicate the time to it, so they pass it off on their elderly parent. And I think all of that is true, and that we've seen all of that. Yeah, to one degree or another. This is not the way to fix that problem, guys. No, it's it really is trying to fill a void it creates uh, so many more problems with something that does not fill that void so if you if you need a puppy in your life if you 
have empty nest syndrome, you know, if you uh, had a death in the family, you know, a, a breakup, whatever it is, don't get a puppy, number one, to fill that void. Number two, don't get a puppy for your elderly parents to, to fill, fill a that void, void that they don't have. Because one of these clients told me on the phone, she says, in the voicemail, she left. This was the... She, this said, she said, I really... Butters. Yeah, mm -hmm. I really wasn't on board with getting this puppy in the first place. I'm like, ah, oh, these, these kids, these adult kids forced this puppy onto their elderly mom when... You know, how about how about a cat, or maybe how about a really nice plant that you actually have to take care of? You know, a bonsai. At or the something very like least, that. a dog that is also elderly. Sure, that is slow. That doesn't need doesn't the need same. Yep. They're going to need medical attention, but at least they can be a nice companion. And yeah, I, it, I had an elderly senior dog. We didn't have to do much with him except mm -hmm. just love him and give him attention. Yeah, yeah. Same with Super. Yeah. With uh, Vivian, our. Um, our beagle that passed away last uh, earlier this year. Super underrated class of dogs, senior dogs. Very, very much so. Very easy to, to have. Um, a lot of times you know what you're getting from the moment you meet them. You know, there's no, no surprises. It's an older dog. It's established. Um, very, very easy to have. They don't walk too fast. They don't need a whole Sometimes lot of exercise. Sometimes they don't need a lot of walking. Yeah. With um, my senior dog, he needed to lose weight, so we did the perimeter of the property, which was substantial. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. For, for, you're talking about Danny. Danny. Yeah. But we never needed more than that. Yeah, he never ended up following us on the mile right. and a half walk, and he was fine, and it's no behavior issues arose because of that. He did drop a ton of weight, which was fantastic for him, and yeah. then he got a little bit more energetic. I was like, oh, I have to kind of trot after him to catch him. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, let's let's maybe do another another podcast or, or an article on that for the for the website about okay. the value of senior dogs. Yeah, and how how great they are because that's uh, that's definitely something that that is underrated and people don't talk about. But uh, but there are some some rescues that focus on that. Anyway, um, who do you want to talk about first? I've got a name at the top of my list. Let's start with yours. Okay. My, mine at the top of my list is really fresh, so I could go on and on. So this is someone that I worked with. Uh, it's got to be six years ago. It was several years ago. And she had called me up and emailed me and called me again and emailed me. Um, you're starting to get the picture already. Uh, worked with her and her husband years ago. They had two. I think they were older. They were definitely adult dogs. And they were, you know, a little, little excitable. Um but just not under her control. Mm -hmm. The dogs were fine, but she just didn't have control. My husband was fine with them. I don't think he was, uh, he needed to do much. I'm not even sure if he was there much, but the dogs responded to him fine. Um, so I was there to, to coach her. This is how you be a leader. You know, this is what you need to um, uh, demonstrate to your, to your dogs in order to get them to respect you and listen to you. And this is how, you know, the, the walking that you need to do for the dog, the, the exercise you need to do for the dogs. And they had, Fort Knox around their house. It was right. right on right on a pretty fast road and they didn't have too long a driveway. So the fact that they had their acreage fenced in was great because they really couldn't just take the dogs down the road, down the driveway into the road and walk them because you know, it was way too dangerous. Right. Um, but she was kind of was kind of arguing with me or coming up with reasons why she couldn't actually walk the dog. She just wanted them to be out in the yard and get exercise on, on their own. I so, just want to insert really yeah. quickly. That's the whole reason we have to even discuss this. Mm -hmm. It's not that you and I 
don't like working with elderly no, or physically not. disabled people, but we're problem solvers. And so people call us with a problem they're having with their dog. We know how to fulfill a dog so that these behavior issues no longer occur or resolve. And it's, it's challenging for us to try to solve that problem with our physically limited clients, whether they're limited by um, their age or a disability or what have you. So Mm -hmm. back to your conversation, you're trying to figure out, trying to problem solve with this woman, how to provide for the dog. Yes. And it's not exactly, it's not specifically exercise. It's leadership through exercise. Right. So that the dog's uh, want to pay attention to her, they respect her, they trust her because she is out there being a, a pack member with them and, and showing them around the property and leading them to things and playing games with them and giving them all the instruction, you know, all the stuff that we talk about with our with our clients every day. Um, and she just was resistant to do that. And she was kind of, I don't know, kind of a funny, flaky, goofy lady. Yeah. Um, you know, she she's nice, but she also was a worrier. Um, and worked with them once and I don't I don't know if I had maybe had one phone call with her soon after that and then that was it and then fast forward to sometime the past year her husband passed away very sad because he seemed like a nice guy and they seemed like a like a nice fit for each other um and both of her dogs passed away Uh. all within the same time frame six months or something like that so she's pretty devastated um she's a basket case now or, or was was when I when I first talked to her again, um, didn't have anyone. Was so lonely, you know. Has has all this nervous energy and can move just fine. She's perfectly capable of of walking, oh. but not capable of focusing. So this was this is kind of a different issue of an older older person not being able to pr- provide for her dogs um, because of the state that she's that she's now in. Um, and so I was trying to help her find a dog through our dog match program. We visited a number of dogs, talked endlessly about, uh, about dogs and she wanted a puppy. I was like, no, you should not get a puppy. Puppy's going to drive you crazy. It's going to be too much energy for you. And she's, she told me from the beginning, I don't want a dog that is active all the time. I want a dog that can come and sit with me and I can pet it. And then when I'm done and I want to do my, my work at home stuff, then I can just leave it, leave it be. I'm like, okay, that's probably not a puppy, despite the fact that you have a good setting, you know, your yard and house. Um, and she came back to this idea of a puppy six or seven times in all the weeks that I had talked with her and emailed with her and texted her. This, it, it astounded me how much energy this, this lady had, especially in when texting, it was just amazing. She could text fast and a lot. Wow. Um, and, you know, met up with her and she was very nice and she had concerns about, uh, about COVID. So, you know, wanted, um, uh, wanted, you know, lots of restrictions on people being around her wearing, you know, taking precautions, that sort of thing for her being immunocompromised, perfectly understandable. Um, but it, it was so difficult to find a dog that was a match for her for her list, for her criteria, but then also matched who she was and what she put out there. Right. Cause you can't put an anxious dog or a shutdown dog or a nervous dog or a fearful dog with someone like this. Cause they will be destroyed by that, ang- by a person's anxiety. Isn't that always such an interesting challenge? You take a person, you 
you know, analyze their personality and you go, you would be great for this kind of dog. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Ugh. yeah, they're like, no, I, I want the opposite of what, what you I just want. said. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, dog match <laughs> is its own freaking podcast because um, you tell people look for this, 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 this. And then that it it's amazing. They don't even realize they send you the same profile of dog over and over again, which is basically the opposite of, of what we I'm like. This is everything I told you not, not to do to yeah. do. Um, just quick side note, like I had one client who I, I said, you don't need a high energy, high her. drive dog. I know who you're talking about. You know who I'm talking uh -huh. about. Yeah. And every, I said, there's nothing wrong with these um, bulldog mixes, pity mixes, but it's too much drive for you. Mm -hmm. That's why we failed with the last dog, right? right? Um, and she just couldn't stop sending me those, those profiles with... Pit, pit or, mix. And they'd be like, but it says lab mix. I'm like, but look at its face yeah. <laughs> like that. It's a high drive dog. Yeah. Look at look at the picture. Look at how it's looking. She has a pointer world. anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not uh, not the best solution. Um, anyway, so uh, this this lady, poor thing, she kept going back and forth, me trying to help her and various rescues trying to help her. I mean, her. She ultimately decided a trained puppy was the move. A trained right? puppy is the that move. That is such BS. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cop out, but you know what? If she if you have the financial means for that, and you can get one of these one of these pups that is that is already trained. But I've worked on dogs that w were supposed to come already trained. The relationship still has to be there. You still I, have I, to maintain the training. I understand that, but I wasn't going to talk her out of that. Right. Or I should say she was not about to be talked, talked out, out of, of that. Because she kept going back and forth to train pup and then, no, this one's sold. And But in in the, the sad thing was is in all the time that I spent with her talking to various rescue groups that she had talked to, 75% of the people that I talked to after they spoke with her said they would not adopt a dog to her because she's too anxious, too high energy. Demanding of them, too. Demanding of them, or just flat out rude to them. And, the, you know, so this this was a tough, a tough client to work with. And most of it was phone calls. And, and so, you know, I didn't didn't charge her much for, for any of this uh, on, on top of it. Um, and haven't heard from her in a while. So I think she just decided on getting one of these uh, one of these trained puppies um, we'll see, but this is one of those where when the call came in, I was like, I can't, I can't send this one to Josh. I can't send this one to Marina and I'm not even going to put this one in our intern. I have to take this one because she is going to drive everyone crazy. Um, and, and so, so this is kind of, kind of an odd one. She is elderly. I think she's easily 83, something okay. like that. Um, but she has energy and she moves, she moves pretty well. We did walk a dog together. She was just walking slowly, but that's fine. She can walk longer. Um, but she just is only paying attention to certain things. And so it's a very, very specific dog that, that she want, that she could deal with. Um, but not the same criteria that she wanted. So right. I don't know that I, I, we I'm, had, not, um, I'm not sure what to, what to do with this one. We had another dog match client mm -hmm. and this was definitely a, um, we shouldn't have endorsed this, but anyway, no, we shouldn't have, but, but this, this well, was sorry, another, this was another adult child. Adult child. Uh -huh. I am not in this life phase, but my mom is, <laughs> um, okay. like I, 
don't know what it's like to be an adult child of an elderly person. That if you cannot tell by the everything about me. Ah, okay. But that, my mom is in that's that. That's pretty phase. specific. Right. Okay, I gotcha. And I understand it is challenging. Uh, my I, mom always feels guilty that she doesn't have more time to spend with her mother. Um, yeah, there's that. My grandmother is very physically limited, so she doesn't get to live independently. Mm. It, and that's hard because none, none of us wants to end up that way. And then, of course, nope. my mom feels guilty that um, she can't always be there for her own mother because, I mean, my mom's an adult. She's got, like, a full-time job mm -hmm. in life. Um, and she does her best. So I understand why people come to that level of guilt where they're like, my parent needs a companion. Mm -hmm. Whew. Puppy's not the move. No. You're going to create so many more problems than you solve. And guess who is going to get the phone call that the dog is misbehaving? You. And and then us. And then us. Um, yeah. So th this gentleman wanted us to find a dog for his elderly mother. And you, you had first worked with him and his dog. I did. <laughs> which... Should, should, this was our first one, our first dog match one together, should have clued us in. This guy cannot pick dogs. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But that's about why for he him, called. For himself. He said that he wished um, we had helped him pick his dog. I, I know, but, but. I picked I, I the think, perfect dog for her. I understand. But I think flattery got the better of you. Oh, excuse when, me. When he said that, that he wished that, that you know we had helped him with his dog or, or whatever whatever specific thing he said that we we're like okay good for him he recognized that he's you know he's a smart dude no no we should we should have known right then and there because you and you and i are have been talking about this for a long long time and it's been years um we should have known this dude, has it been years yes this wow. dude is not someone to work with and he's not going to refer us to his mom who is someone easy to work with yeah because this this was a challenge from start to finish and at the beginning of dog match uh, we always bring in all of our dogs to see right you know which temperaments lean towards each other and to to show people hey you might like the look of this right um chocolate lab but do you like the energy of it mm -hmm. and stuff like that she thought all the dogs were for sale <laughs> Oh, holy like cow, kept, that's right. We kept having to tell her that all of these dogs were owned by us. Mm. Anyway. I forgot. <laughs> I totally forgot <laughs> about that. I want this one. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't. Um, well, I I found the perfect dog for her. It was. Um, Peaches was the dog's name. A, uh, not elderly, but up there in age, like nine or seven, something like that. Um, Shiba Inu. So kind of a cat-like temperament, kind of an individualistic temperament. Peaches was a Shiba? She was a Shiba Inu. Oh, I totally forgot that. I was thinking it was a, the, some kind of doodly thing, mm -mm. some kind of curly. Oh, and we I liked was like, that dog. Yes, we sure did. Uh, she ended up fine. Uh, hospice foster. Oh, okay. But um, anything that, like, we fa found her the dog. I went back um, at a discounted rate and showed her, you know, what to do with mm -hmm. the dog, which didn't have to be much. I mean, she liked walking her. Um, and the dog didn't need to be walked great distances. Right. Um, 
really independent kind of dog. And I didn't see any issues when I was there, but her son and I were having our phones blown up about she's not sleeping or she's panting or every, every little thing like um, Munchausen's by proxy. Yeah. Just hypochondriac. It did end up that I think I advised she return the dog. Yep. A- and her son was apologetic that, you know, I was getting all, all of these messages and, but I just started to be worried for the dog. Right. Yeah. So the best thing for us to do at that point was to, to convince her to, to return the dog and, and look for something different, something meaning not a dog. She had in her head that she would return because she also started to complain about medical costs for the dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, this, this lady just turned out to be one of the most ridiculous people. She was not someone who should own a dog. Well, I think that the thing both of those dog match clients had in common was they wanted a dog for attention. Sure. So, again, the family has in their head, the dog will provide the attention my parent is looking for. That, that I or other people and cannot the par- give them. Yeah, and the parent has in their head, the dog will get me more attention from my family. Or the or the dog will fill some kind of void right. that I that I'm am, am missing here. And yep. somehow we end up in the mix. Yeah. And that's why we're talking about it again because we're problem solvers. So we try to make the situation as uh, good as possible for the people, but also just for this dog. Yeah. And for Peaches, it was she needed to be returned. And again, she was she actually did end up having cancer. Oh. Yes. Huh. Okay. I didn't remember hearing that. But it wasn't. Um, but the stuff that, that it wasn't stuff like that the she lady, was dying. Yeah, the stuff that the lady was complaining about was normal dog stuff. Yeah, which she owned dogs before, so she should know about this. And and just real quick, something else which I realized recently when uh, when I was fostering um, uh, this this cattle dog mix named CJ, who's six eight months or something, pretty pretty young, the skinny black and white thing, is even at my age, fifty two. Um, I don't want the energy for a puppy. It's but I run into so many clients who think they still have the energy for a puppy now that they had the energy for when they were twenty. Dude, I don't have the energy for a puppy, but apparently I have one. Well, yeah, there 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 is that, but but this may have been like our first real our first foray into that is people thinking that they're still 30 years old or something, but they're really 70 something or 80 something. And yeah, I'm really 70. Yeah. (laughs) And don't, and don't realize, (laughs) Oh, this is not what I remember having a puppy or having a dog. But, but this lady was, this is going to be our next podcast, but many of my clients, regardless of their age, forget what it's like the first year of owning a puppy. That's going to be the next podcast, especially because I've been thrust into it. Oh yeah. Um, so anyway, so, but, but yeah, this, this lady, it was, it really felt like Munchausen. If she, if she was just complaining about everything because she wanted attention from the vet, she wanted attention from her son, she wanted attention from you. And she was complaining all these things about the dog that were just normal dog stuff. Yeah. Um, where I think she just wanted more. She hadn't owned the dog, but a few days. No, it was, it was super, super brief. And, um, um, she had in her head that she was going to return the dog to the, the shelter shelter. They were going to fix the dog right. medically mm-hmm. and give it back. And it's like, no. Yeah, life doesn't work like that. No. Bec- and, and 
she was offending people similar to your other client because mm-hmm. the way she was phrasing it was like everybody found me a broken dog. Yeah. It's like, oh, we actually don't get like it's not a car. You don't know what you're getting, you know? And this was the perfect dog for you. Low key, didn't require a lot of attention or training. Yeah, and quiet. Quiet. You would have, you know, if you get a puppy, the first entire year of its life is medical bills. And super dog friendly, as I recall, she too. Because she, she lived in a, in a uh, kind of a typical mm-hmm. um, condo complex. And so there were tons of people walking their dogs all the time. Yeah, this was, this was such a nice dog for her. And, you know, dog for, is fine. Yeah, for her, for her own internal reason, she, uh, she blew it. But, yeah, I'm glad, glad we got the dog back, back out of there. So, Right. What a shame. All right, so the client that sparked this podcast is the one I had the other day. Um, Her son called. Her son is a super salt-of-the-earth nice guy, and he just wants to help out his mom, and he does give his mom a lot of attention. Um, His father passed away at the beginning of the year. Um, His father and his mother owned the dog together, and he was really frank with me. He was like, you know, I've owned dogs a really long time. I just kind of get them, and... Um, I know what the dog needs provided for it. I just kind of need somebody to help me explain that. Okay. And he said, I'm going to come to the appointment. You know, I know I can help my mom provide these things for her dog, but she needs to hear this from somebody who's not me essentially. And and that's fine. We get that a lot. I mm-hmm. joke with new clients on the phone all the time. I'm like, oftentimes, you know, the wife is telling me, Hey, my husband won't hear anything from me regarding the dog. Can you come and tell him? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Or, you know, the parents are saying the kids will not listen to us on this. So I, we have no problem doing that is going in and being the third party and saying, because we're not related to you by blood, you will listen to us. Fantastic. I, I had um, one set of clients and the husband was like, see, she's telling you the things I say to you all the time. Why are you listening to her? I said, because I'm more expensive. (laughs) Okay. He thought that was funny, but it was also true. People don't pay for, people don't take advice. They don't pay for Ask my friends. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. So we need to charge more. We need to charge our friends. The more, the more expensive it is, the better the advice is that. that Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, Anyway, okay, so, so, um, so, so this lady had had the dog for how long? I think a year. Okay, so a year it's, old dog. It's not like they just got the dog nope. and sort of wrong. Okay, but husband passed away at the beginning of the year. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, the, I think the son is the one that recognized the problem with the dog and was like, "Hey, I'm happy to help you with this, but this behavior needs to be better." Um. And I, I said 89. I think that might be too I'm, old, but I, she's in her 80s. You, yeah, I remember you told me it was 80-something. I was thinking 87 or 89. Um, she already has a dog walker for the dog, so she's trying to provide exercise. Um, I spoke with both her and her son. Her son, really even tone, you know, easy to talk to, really sensible guy. Yeah. And then when I spoke with her on the phone, she was kind of like goofy and ridiculous. <laughs> um, so she was telling me about the dog as a wild child. And then I just like had to pull my phone away from my ear because she started cackling, laughing. <laughs> and then she starts laughing and telling me that the dog is pulling things out of her purse. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this your correction? Yeah. Um, so I thought I was going to walk in and I, I knew that 
more than likely this woman was using her dog as kind of a replacement companion. Mm -hmm. But I thought I was going to walk into just kind of a wild adolescent dog with a lot of excited energy and no manners. Yeah. Kind of, kind of basic. That's not what I got. And how old was the dog? I think a year. Okay. Um, Ivy was insecure, anxious, reactive. I was Hmm. like, oh. Yeah, that's not what we would have expected from uh-uh. that information. No, that's not what I expected. And um, frankly, her son didn't really describe the dog that way either. Okay. It was like jumps on people, barks. Yeah, um, typical Does style. not walk well on leash. I'm like, yeah, adolescent dog that doesn't know its boundaries. Yeah. I-, I mean, so the reason this is this sparked the idea for a podcast is because I've never had a client like this mm-hmm. before. This was bizarre. This sounded very bizarre when you told me about it. So I knew, I mean, I corrected the, the dog for barking, built some trust with her, but this was less of an appointment where I show somebody how to set boundaries for their dog and do a lot of training demonstrations and more where we're sitting on the couch having a conversation about like, like a psychological conversation yeah, about this, how are you ruining this dog? Yeah, how this, are you making this dog anxious? This sounded like therapy more than anything else. I, I, this was a two-hour-long appointment, and I spent most of it sitting on the couch talking. But like child therapy. It was strange. Yeah. So, I'm talking to them. Again, son was great, absorbing the information, backing me up. I He is definitely dog savvy. I mean, he didn't need instruction from me to communicate well with this puppy. Okay, good. Um, but I was noticing how much this woman was reaching for the dog sat on the other side of the couch wow. and she was sitting right um in front of me i was sitting in a chair across from her and she kept leaning and reaching all the way to the other side of the couch to kind of nervously stroke at the dog's face wow. and tail and the dog just laid there like looking off into space while she did that this is a one-year-old dog um she would reach around and you know, pull the dog's face to her face. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, make a lot of eye contact and kind of s- um, speak to the dog in low tones that weren't meant for anybody else in the room to hear. Right. And so I was trying to figure out why she reaches for this dog like a safety blanket. Because mm-hmm. the look on this dog's face was just like, again? Yeah. It's <sighs> disturbing. Uh, and... um. I, I decided to pick a little bit at um, her husband passing away this year and try to figure out if that was the not, catalyst. Not pick on. You no, mean, no, 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 no. You mean to kind of Delve explore, into, explore that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not pick on. Um, and she kept bringing it up from the dog's perspective anyway to say, you know, she she was so attached to my husband and things like that. So I said, let's talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Um, do you feel guilty about that? Or, or I said, the the reason for these behaviors, you know, the separation anxiety, the reactivity, the child is parenting. And I, I said, you are not her person. She is your dog. And she totally missed the point of what I said. Yeah. And she was like, well, her person died. She said it like that. Yeah. I said, Okay. And I'm like, let's gently explore that. Do you feel guilty? Like, do you feel like you're not fulfilling that role for her? 
where is this coming from? And um, she said, well, it was really hard for her. And it was just like she was talking about herself through the dog, like how a child will say something about their toy Mm -hmm. and, you know, they're kind of trying to explore their own emotions that way. My teddy bear is sad today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, You know, they project their own image onto their... Exactly. Talking about themselves in the third... Well, not in the third person, but as if... Children do this. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's but called yeah, off it's, the top of my head either. It I happens. Um, and this lady is in her, in 80s her 80s and acting like a child. Well, it gets worse. Um, so I said, well, certainly it must have been very hard for you, too. And she said, no, it was easy, as could be. I'm like, nobody says that. That can't be true. Did, did you get a look at uh, at the son's face when she said that? Yeah, I think he was rolling his eyes. Okay. He's just like, welcome to my world, girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, man, everybody's got their brand. So, so he's so he's aware of all this. I think he's relatively aware. But okay. I also think that it's like, this is what I grew up with. And I this is kind of what I know. Oh, wow. Um, so there's some things you don't realize what it looks like from someone's, someone else's perspective. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so she, I, I kept pushing at that because I was trying to, you have to get the person to realize what they're doing for them to change their behavior. And it, it, I needed, oh, oh, someone at the door. Oops. I, I needed her to realize what she was doing to this dog Yeah. because of how anxious, right. um, the dog was and if she didn't stop with the safety blanket treatment it's going to get a lot worse um so i asked her um to explain to me if she i didn't say the word coddling i was trying to be really gentle yeah um but are you are you coddling are you reaching for her a lot are you seeking her attention a lot because you feel bad for her no and so I said, well, has she been, is she providing something for you? Because even in front of my eyes, you know, I'm trying to be respectful. You're, you're reaching for her a lot. She's not coming to you. Yeah. Um, I said, so what is, what is it that you're seeking out from her? And she said, tears kind of started to well in her eyes. And she was like, I've never been alone before. Ah, okay. And I said, I completely understand that. It is absolutely a normal way to feel you're not alone but your dog needs this from you yeah your your dog needs to feel like you're there for her too and i just couldn't get it to click no i don't i don't imagine um but as i'd be talking to her and as we'd be exploring some of this if i said something unpleasant she'd look away from me she'd look towards the dog she'd stroke the dog um she could not it was like it was like talking to a fourth grader she could not sit up straight and look me in the eye like an adult she um would fidget or change her posture to like a half lying down like like a kid fidgeting in class when they're getting Uh, bored let me go deal with these dogs okay keep going all right um at one point she was reaching across the couch to pet the dog and with her other hand, she put her fingers between her toes and, like, clasped her hand. It was very much like 
a child. And interestingly enough, she was a fourth grade teacher before she was retired. Um, but it was just an interesting experience for me because I was talking to an adult and all of her mannerisms were very childlike. So my challenge, again, is that problem solving is how do I help this person to see this person who clearly has other things going on in their life other than their relationship with their dog? How do I help this person to see the damage they're doing to their dog? Um, so that was my challenge. And her son was trying to help. Uh, he said that he would help her provide exercise for the dog. And I, I knew that all the boundary training I was doing, the threshold claiming, um, teaching the dog to be calm, submissive, respectful when it walks up to the window, things like that. I knew that that was not likely to be repeated after I left. So I said, I'm going to give you two things to do. And a lot of this behavior will get better. It won't be perfect, but will get better if you can accomplish these two things. One, provide your dog with 30 minutes of exercise twice a day. Uh, right now, the dog is getting once a day. Two, stop talking to your dog. And I looked at her son and I said, you have to help me with this. You have to point out when she does it. But stop talking to your dog in anything other than commands and provide it with exercise. And this will get better. It won't be perfect, but it will get better. Um, and even as we continued through the appointment, she would still, it was so difficult for her, um, look at the dog and just have their own individual conversation without the rest of us. And her son would be like, mom, 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 what you meant to say was sit, things like that. Um, so that was that appointment. And then I was explaining everything I just said to Brian afterwards. And, um, he tells me, well, this is perfect. You can call this client back. And uh, it was another client whose uh, daughter got a puppy for her. This client has a lot more self-awareness. <laughs> and she called. It was like I was really reluctant about the idea of having a puppy. The kids in the family decided that I needed the companionship. My daughter's busy. She's running a business. Her husband is sick etc, etc. And the, they thought this would be good for me. And so I need some help. And Brian was like, you are in the perfect mindset to call this lady back. I was like, great. Okay, this is the theme of the day. I call um, the dog's name is Butters. I call Butters owner back. And she was spicy. I was going to tell her I couldn't work with her that I, I felt another dog would probably be best for her. Because um, this client is in her 90s and is perfectly aware of her physical limitations. Welcome back. We're talking about butters. Oh, sorry. I had to go deal with uh, uh, a guy at the, uh, the, the door here with the dogs barking. Butters. Okay. I moved on to butters. Mm -hmm. um, this client, uh, we were going to refuse to work with, but she was spicy. And she broke way down. And yeah, and you tend you tend to like those clients that, that kind of make you <laughs> make you chuckle and, and get you get you interested in them. Uh, I tried so hard to tell her no. But but this one you haven't worked with yet. Nope. So, so we'll see. Yeah. So this will be one one if we're uh, that'll let us know if we're good at predicting this behavior or not. I mean, it is messed up. It's like 
she lives with her daughter. Her daughter thought it would be a great idea to adopt a shelter puppy, a beagle dachshund. But whose dog is it, really? Did you get that sense? The, I mean, she lives with her daughter, but they think of it as... Their dog together? No, I think the mom's dog. Okay. Sasha, no. Thank you. I don't want her walking through the wires no, our, there. Our dogs are getting all, all excited again. Um, but she was so frank with me. She was like, listen, I'm in my 90s. I don't need a puppy. She goes, but I have this puppy. And she said, and you know what? She listens to me. I was like, yeah, I would too. <laughs> she was like, I know that she needs exercise. And I, I was telling her. She she said, my daughter w- was supposed to be the one to walk her. And, well, now this dog is lucky to get two walks a week. Ugh. And she said, my daughter's very busy. Her husband is sick, you know. And I said, okay, well, then I want to talk to your daughter because yeah. you want me there to explain to them that everybody needs to be consistent. Um, but only you and I are on the phone right, right now. And I kind of wanted... She, she outright refused. She was like, no, I'm scheduling this. But I wanted her <laughs> daughter to call because I'm like, I can't, I can't help somebody who can't even take the time to give me a phone call. Yeah. This dog is going to require so much more training. And I, I said to the lady, I said, listen, you're being really frank and honest with me, so I will do the same for you. This dog needs to be walked three miles a day. It is a beagle dachshund. It is two working dogs. Mm-hmm. It needs to be walked three miles a day. You're asking me for recall training. I'm recall training my own puppy right now. I do not sit down. Right. <laughs> like, when I'm recall training her, I'm running after her. I'm barking at her. Yeah. I'm moving back and forth to entice her in order to teach her this command. And I said, and frankly, the way I work is I'm not going to teach this dog that command for you. I'm going to show you right. how easy it is to get your dog to learn a recall command. But... There's no value in your dog having a connection with me. Uh, and I said, so you've been frank with me about your physical limitations. It sounds like your family has time limitations. I don't want to take your money if I can't help you. Right. And she was saying, I, you know, I really appreciate you being that frank with me. And um, she said it, it was another one of those situations. It's just the other situation. It, the uh, elderly client was calling me. To say, my children aren't listening right. to me. I need you to explain to them. I need us to all be on the same page. They're not providing the right discipline for the dog, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I finally was like, okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I want you to visit at least once. And I said, okay, fine, but I'm really concerned that I can't do much to help you. Yeah. I think I'm going to recommend that you have an older dog. What about, though, because we do often recommend to our, to our clients, especially our, our physically lim- limited clients, um, a dog walker. Oh, when I told her the dog needs three miles of exercise a day, she said, give me the name of a dog walker and I will hire them immediately. Cool. I have the funds. Wow. I was like, okay, wow. you know what? I'll work with you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't hear that ever. So good for her. Yeah. All right. So we'll see how that goes. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. But I, 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 don't, I don't know that. It's realistic of me to expect that everybody who she wants to be there is going to be there and is going to put in the work for the dog. Um, but I don't mind bossing some people around for a couple hours. Yeah, I mean, we'll you know, kind of, kind of see how it goes. 
Um, and I'm I'm curious about the relationship between this lady and her and her daughter. I am or, too. Or son-in-law. That, it, that's probably going to give you a whole lot of information. It was so funny what she said to me. She was like, "I'm in my 90s, Marina. I'm not dead yet." <laughs> she said. I know I have physical limitations, but I've lived a lot longer than everybody, and nobody wants to listen to me anymore. <laughs> I was like, I do. <laughs> uh, I said, I want to listen to you. Good for you. Yeah. And I, I said, are, you know, I'm 26. Are you sure I can explain to your, you know, 65-year-old daughter what she should be doing? And she was like, yes, I need your help with the youngins. Yes. I was like, dude. Yeah. Can I get some life advice while I'm there? Let's trade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that should be fun. Yeah, I mean, you, you you make this sound like one that I would want to go on with you, but I think this is one, realistically, it's not going to be as fun for me as it would be for you. That's probably correct. I tend to thrive in ridiculousness. Yeah, you, do, <laughs> you do tend to like that. Um, speaking of ridiculousness, we're at 45 minutes already, and I've got three more that, that I want to talk about. You have at least one or two more. Um, so maybe we want to do like a part two of this podcast to give, to give people more real world examples of what we've experienced with people who are getting dogs with more energy than they can handle. Yeah. So let's, uh, do whatever that phrase is, put a, put a pin in this. Is that what people say? That is the one. Let's put a pin in this. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. You pin the tail on my neck. Um, that doesn't sound good at all. That's a Brian, that's a Brian Regan reference. Got a comedian. Um, <sighs> anyway, so thank you everyone for listening. We will come back to this. Um, and one of our upcoming topics is you were talking about it earlier today. Yes, I have a puppy for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a lot of my clients have puppies and they call me back a lot and they say, We're doing this correction. We're doing what you said. She's still biting. And I'm like, Keep going. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now I have this puppy and I, I tell people all the time anyway, I say, it's going to keep happening. It's going to seem like it's getting a lot better and then it's going to get worse right. and you don't know why. And it's because of age. <laughs> it's because they age a human year every week. Yes. And now I have this puppy and I'm like, Oh, I can sympathize. Yes. I am. I am now a client and I am angry at everyone. I mean, things are going well. <laughs> oh, she's but, a good, she's a good puppy. But, um. We'll hear more about that on the next podcast. Yeah, so we, we want to give a, a pup date on uh, on her and also this uh, this cattle dog mix that I have that, that someone else now has and uh, a pup date on Callie because she's starting to reveal who she is and also Eeyore, uh, my new Vivian, not 2.0, maybe 1.2 or 1.4. So stay tuned to, for our pup dates. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to listen and subscribe too. We're available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, really wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please check out our videos on YouTube and my Instagram at Marina, the number four Good Dog Workshop. This has been Brian and Marina. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Take care. <laughs>